And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Are You Instant Reaction Review? Is that Are You they Headphones are Turned yeah, no, On? Good. Pretty good. Yeah. That's cool. You, you uh, didn't. <laughs> I, I, I was actually I was going to adjust things, but I was kind of into no. the jazzy intro yeah. music that time. Every once in a while, I really kind of get into the music. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is the uh, show brought to you by AreYouScreening.com. I'm going to throw that out there this time just for fun, <laughs> where uh, two movie critics uh give you the non movie critic rundown of a movie that they've just seen. Right. That's how I'm gonna sell that this week. I am your host, are you screening dot com's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week we're uh covering the crudes. Crudes. So um you know this was a this was kind of a weird week. We came very close to seeing other things. And, yeah, and, and then and then it just kind of turned out because I, I we've talked about this. If you've been listening to us uh, for a while, you know, last summer, towards the end of last summer, I think we kind of had this <laughs> conversation about you know animated movies and right. do we do them? Do we not do them? Right? Should we be going for kind of deeper things that we can really sink our teeth into? Right. Even though right. we're even though we're the man on the street. Right viewpoint right now, we are you know movie critics who have theoretically deeper things to say. Right, and as far as like listeners, do we do animated movies? So for a while, I, I was really on the fence on whether yeah. we were going to do this one this week. And then you know it's it, 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 just I just did not like the other options. I yeah. mean, you know Olympus has fallen. That's one of the other big things out right. right now. And, you know, as I'm playing things over in my mind, and, you know, all the people who saw Olympus Has Fallen this weekend will write in, I suppose, sure. or whatever. Right. But I'll let you know. I was thinking, you know, really, am I going to get any deeper, <laughs> any What's deeper things deeper to say out of yeah. that one now that I saw that? Yeah. And then the other one is Spring Breakers, which right. I'm somewhat interested to see, actually, just because of, other people talking about it, kind of. But at the same time, you know, really, are we getting? You know what's uh, really weird? Philosophical. Spring, yeah, movie? right. Spring Breakers. I feel like if we had seen it, if there really was nothing else, right? You know, like if that was the only thing that had opened, we obviously would have seen that. It 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 doesn't necessarily look totally similar, but there's something aesthetic about that trailer that just makes me think of Savages. Right. And I was afraid of seeing another Savages. That basically <laughs> right. I was going to come in, we'd, you know, we'd sit down and we'd talk about it, and then I would just 
dredge up savages again. You're like, man, all of the stone really sucked. Right. You're like, yeah, he didn't direct this. I'm like, and, look, he did savages. He somebody you know, did something. There was something about the film, just the way it was cut and the way it looked. I, right. That's all I could think of when I saw it. And I was kind of happy. We when we had talked about it, I thought I'm fifty fifty. I'm up for seeing Olympus has fallen because right. I like mindless and, action and films. It's and it's strange because it just is. I mean, it's the end of March. Yeah, uh, we're we're basically in our one year show right now. Tomorrow so is the one should, year anniversary. Right. We Today should, is three sixty four. I so. don't know. We should do something special, you'd think, but anyway, no, uh, I don't know what we would do. The crude special. We may end early. Anno- How about that? Yeah, uh, we are probably going to end early. We'll actually, see. but um, <laughs> Get, we've done but that, that has to do with roller derby, mm-hmm. and I'll throw that out, and not uh, anything to do with the show. But uh, what I was going to say is it's. It's weird that it's the end of March and it's really busy at the yeah. theaters. Yeah. There are a lot of movies out yeah. there vying for your attention. And right. you've got even, you know, like kind of big things going on mm-hmm. that are still trying to get you into the theaters and all these things coming out in one week. Yeah. Which, which is totally There's a weird. lot coming out in a week, too. I was and, just looking and, and you've still got uh, Oz trying to hang on, Stay in, which yeah. it's. I imagine still going to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Even with these three other things coming out, that's you know that's summer. Yeah, that's not the middle this of used to be, the this end is, of March. Yeah, this I is mean. such a weird time. Only in the last couple of years has this changed, but it used to be this was the dead time. Yeah, this was absolutely. You this were lucky was, if one thing good thing came right. out that week, and you'd have a easy choice. If you're right. a person who is you know at the movies all the time, right, or you know, I don't know when you're uh, the younger crowd, like the younger than us crowd, who yeah. you know goes to a movie maybe every other week, right, or every third week or something like that, yeah. or you know that's that's what you do. Right. This is a time where it's like, well, I guess that's what we're seeing, yeah. and not right. not like you have to make decisions. Right? Yeah. This was so so. It's kind of it's kind, kind of, of odd. Yeah, I, I like um, it. I should. I, I'm going to throw out if you happen to be listening live. The uh, you know the phone lines are open. The chat room is open, and we you know if you have something to say about Crudes or even another movie, you yep. know just jump in and let us know, and we we'll, we will get to you. So now jumping into the Crudes, um, we were having a conversation before the movie started, right? Which I think just totally. It summed up everything that I need to say <laughs> about this movie, probably. Um, you know, the first thing is it's it's the caveman movie, and you know, just to kind of run through really quick, it's it's the caveman movie. Nicholas Cage is the dad, yeah. And there's a very Finding Nemo thing going on at the beginning of the movie, yeah. right? Dad yeah. is way overprotective. The reason they still exist is that they live in the cave. They, never, yeah. never go outside of the cave if you can help right. it. They stay afraid of everything. Everything right. will kill you. Every everything is bad. Yeah. You know, if it's new, kill it. <laughs> yeah. Make, kill it make, make yeah. the kill circle. Right. <laughs> the kill circle's funny. The kill circle's pretty good. Yeah. Especially that they call it a kill circle. Right. Right. And they'll be doing something and then <laughs> kill circle. Right. And everybody <laughs> runs in to get in the kill circle. Anyway. And so like their whole theory of life is you know, do nothing basically right. except live in your cave right. and and spend most of the time in the cave. Yep. And then you're safe. And there's, you know, then you've got your daughter Eep, yep. who is uh, Emma Stone, and is you know basically the main character. She's right. Nemo, 
Yeah. You know, she Basically, wants to go see new things. She's adventurous. She wants, she to, wants to explore. explore right. right. She climbs up this uh, giant cliff at one point early on because, you know, I don't know, the sun and she wants to see things and, right. you know, what might be over there to see. And, right. You know, whatever. Right. So there's a very weird kind of uh, we just kind of snatch this from Finding Nemo. And one of the things that I I didn't like about the movie this will probably be one of those weeks, too, where I'll have a lot of negative things to say and, and maybe won't rate it really high. But at the right. end, I mean, I have to recommend it. It's, right. it's a lot of fun. One of the things that I didn't like is that most everything that happens happens in, like, the simplest terms mm-hmm. and the most <laughs> straightforward way you can go. Very you least know, common I mean, denominator of storytelling. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Dad is, like, you know, he's overprotective. And then that's it. That mm-hmm. That's all you need to know about his character. That's all that happens until we get way far in the movie. And then, right. obviously, and then more, right. obviously, dad's going to fix. Right. Right. I mean, that's, you know, storytelling 101. And, right. then, and that happens pretty much exactly the way you think it's yeah. going to happen. And, and everything just is very cookie cutter. And it's weird because this, you know, comes to you from the guys who made How to Train Your Dragon. Right. And and that's kind of the conversation we were having before this started is in recent years, animated movies have have largely been, uh, as far as my reaction to them, most things that aren't Pixar, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Have, have They've pretty, cornered the market. They, you know, it's obvious. They so. have cornered the market on really being dedicated to telling stories well. Right. And then, okay, it, animated movies is how we make movies. Right. But that's, you know, that's Start a, with a, good a different story. thing. Right. Start with a great story. Right. And um, it's very it's very strange that it is kind of Pixar now kind of comes out of nowhere, becomes part of Disney and everything. And it's like what Pixar does is make Disney movies. But like old school, like, yeah, I mean, you know, the reason Disney is what it is, is because at one point it made movies like Pixar. Right. And then, and then right. at some point they stopped doing yeah. that. Right. Um, but in anyway, in recent years, my reaction has kind of been, well, that's fun. That, that's an OK yeah. movie. It's a good time. I mean, some of them have actually been bad, but most, you know, for positive yeah. feelings towards movies. Right. But, you know, I could kind of take them or leave them or whatever, and they're okay, and you got to have everything once in a while to have something new for the kids or something. So you go, okay, that's fine. Right. And then there's been Pixar movies. Right. Which are, when those are over, then you're kind of like, you know, this that was a good movie. Right. right? Yeah. And the thing that was the anomaly there for me was How to Train Your Dragon, because I really liked that movie. I mean, I thought that was a great movie, and it was... You know, it kind of proceeds through the same steps that you know are obviously going to happen, but there was a lot more character to it and actually trying to do something with the story and not just go, well, fine, this is what has to happen, right? Right. And and now we get the movie from the people who brought you How to Train Your Dragon, like the writer <laughs> right. and director and, you know, I mean, DreamWorks and people sure. who worked on it and the, and the whole thing. And yet now I'm right back to like that same reaction. It was fun, but it was, you know, oh, all right, fine. Yeah. I mean, that's like about the 
best I can say about the movie, right? <laughs> it really was pretty fun, though, and it had lots of funny moments, and it was, you know, it didn't, like, really get kind of bogged down in itself, which there were a couple of points where I was scared that was coming It looked like right it, away. Yeah, it definitely had all the signs that it was about to get real <clears throat> swamped in itself. Right. And, and it didn't. And, and Thankfully, it, it, it got right out, out of, of that, yeah. yeah. But I was kind of scared. But but ultimately, I just was like kind of, well, all right. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I, it's funny. We were talking, like you said, before the theater, uh, before the film, about how to train your dragon. And I've seen the same 15 or 20. I'm going to have to watch it. You know, it's not like it's a real hard thing to do. Right. You know, I'm sure I can find someone to watch it with me. Um, but I've I've stumbled on the same 15 or 20 minutes. So I haven't seen the whole thing. So I don't have a whole sense of what you were saying, but I could appreciate it. When we were watching the film... And I know we'll get more in depth more about it, but I felt like it was meeting the expectations that I had for it, but it never exceeded anything. Right. There was one moment, and it's kind of a weird thing um, to say, like this exceeded the expectations. But if if in your mind you, everyone has played a game, whether it's a role playing game or you you know you're playing something on the Wii or the PlayStation, where you have to create some person, you have you know you have a certain number of points you can allocate to certain things. Sure. This film didn't seem to have like as many points as like a Pixar story does because what Pixar gets like what you've said before is, and this is what we were talking about before the film, they just get a great story. Then they have the amazing funding to put all the great special effects. Then they can bring all the best voice talents. You know, they get all of the points for it. In some ways, and and the cast for this is still really great. You know, there's not a bunch of negative things to say about it except that it doesn't exceed anything. It felt like to me in the beginning that there was a lot more attention put into the look of the film than the story of the film. Right. And I'll say that we saw it yesterday and we saw it in 3D and it was beautiful. Yeah, it like this is great. a film that right. absolutely benefits from seeing if you can only see it in 2D, I'm sure it's just great. Right. But if you get a chance to see this one in 3D, it it has some moments where it cuz it is, you know, it is a kids film. It has moments where it panders to the 3D. Right. Things get blown in your face on purpose. You know, people right. get blown up in the air, stuff like that. But man, doesn't it look amazing? Yeah. And it, it, it really it looks, looks amazing. It looks great. And not only that, but, you know, I'm not a huge 3D fan. I know. Overall. And this one was, this really, was really cool in, I mean, in 3D. And I think actually there's probably something where um, when it's an animated movie, I, I'm a lot less negative about yeah, 3D right. because there's something about making an animated movie in 3D that it, you know, lends itself to the better things that you can do in 3D. Right, right. As it opposed really to you're yeah. making a live action movie yeah, I agree. and you go, well, I'm making it in 3D. So you get a lot of people making those movies who go, well, I, you know, I'm not going to have this be in 3D for nothing. So mm-hmm. let's Right, you let's know, do poke this. a spear let's, in your right. eye or, Make you know, whatever. Yeah. Just do some goofiness. Well, and there was some stuff, like, you, you get to know, there's a very quick and easy um, kind of characterization opening scene where she introduces everyone in the family through right. like this little, I know it's an animated movie, but it's like a lesser animated version right. of the cave drawings. And then everyone needs breakfast. And this first, like, seven to ten minutes of the film, breakneck, fun, 3D, the computer animation is going in all these ways that I'm not used to. Right. I was having a blast with that. I was like, wow, this is a really exciting way to get the whole thing going. Yeah. This all sounds like I'm leading up to a big butt. 
there isn't a big but. You know, the film is pretty solid all the way through. It it's just it never really goes like into the territory of something like Up or like what we were saying before we just went live, like a Wreck It Ralph or you know, anything like a Finding Nemo that has something that surprises you and, and goes beyond your expectations. This just kind of met them all and it wasn't that my expectations were really low, but going into a movie like this, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be pretty average. Right. And it was for the most part pretty average. It had really fun moments. It looks stellar, you know, but well, there was nothing there to just be like, I can't wait to get here today and talk about this. Right. In essence, what I'm going to say is, yeah, it's it's a good weekend film. It, it's like all those movies that you mentioned, like Wreck-It Ralph, Finding Nemo, you know. I mean, we could these, go down a huge list of the of the best of these films. The, right. The big ones, especially like, you know, Finding Nemo is a good example because Apart from the fact that there's not, you know, this whole quest to find him again or whatever, right. there, it, there's a very Finding Nemo thing going on, yeah. what, whatever. Because our 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 purpose in telling this story is to talk about being overprotective, being safe, and like if you just stay in your little sea anemone, right. are you really living right. or right. doing stuff? So there's right. there's like thematic content that's very similar. Mm-hmm. But in this one, you never really get to that point where you feel like you're really into these characters. There's no one I mean, It's, it's like know, you're it's a, yeah. you're watching it. It's fun. But the story part of it does not really get you to yeah. the same kind of place that something like Finding Nemo or even Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. You know, when you get like maybe three quarters of the way through Wreck-It Ralph, you know, you are like there. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, you Dude, I want still to know you, what's going on. I've been, right? because Wreck-It Ralph has just come out, you know, recently, and I still am pushing it to people. I'm like, see this, it'll surprise you. The moment when Wreck-It, I mean, we're sh- jumping ships here for a sec, but the moment when, when um, Wreck-It Ralph realizes that, you know, Vanellope can't win the race, and he realizes that the story he's been fed is awesome, and it makes perfect sense, and then he has to bash her car. Right. And when she looks at him and she's like, you really are a bad guy. That's got more emotional weight right. to it than many of the films we see, animated or otherwise. Right. And and that's what I'm talking about, like what you're saying. It's just it doesn't have that uh, And that this movie has that place right. that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, going a little bit into the story, right? They They live in their cave. That's their whole life, right? Um, eventually, we get to uh, Eep sees something when she wakes it out of the little crack or whatever. Right. And she she sees fire and there's this other person because they have, they have the thing that's actually kind of funny at the beginning mm-hmm. where they're like we used to have neighbors. Right, yeah. <laughs> they did not stay in their cave all the time. Right, and and they gone. have all been eaten or <laughs> right. crushed or what you know yeah. whatever. It's obviously a very dangerous world. It filled with really crazy creatures, which right. they kind of threw me for a while, actually, because it's like, uh, what's going on with the totally like, it's like the Zara world yeah, it's characters, the pre, it's right? The pre-evolution stuff, of right? Things, so, so. It, so it's really weird. But um, so she eventually goes out. She meets boy, who's guy, play, guy. That's right. right, guy, who's played by Ryan Reynolds, and he has fire, and he has this like suit where he dresses yeah. up like some weird warthog thing yeah. because, I don't know, maybe stuff leaves him alone. Right. But he's like, you know, the next step in the evolutionary chain. Right. Because he thinks about things, right? right? And right. he figures out how to survive 
beyond just if I stay in the cave, cave, right? Right. right. So um, anyway, what happens is he knows that the end is coming. Whatever, right? Whatever, whatever continental shift is happening. The there's earthquakes. There's right. You know, lava. Horrible stuff's happening. And he knows about it, and he's got fire, and he clearly, like, <laughs> knows lots of stuff, right? Yeah. And pretty soon their cave gets crushed by all this stuff happening, and they get thrown out into a whole other world than they know about. Right. And they don't have and a they're cave. Not, and they're not prepared because they've never really experimented. Right. They're not prepared to do anything right. because their whole life has been all I need to know is get back to the cave, right? right. And so now they're just out there. And they've got nothing, and they've got no cave to go to, and and all they've got is guy, is guy, <laughs> yeah, who might be able to get them somewhere, right? right? And you know, so then we're we're trying to. He wants to go to this giant mountain because he's figuring right. the high ground is going to be good. Right. I don't know. And whether or not that makes any sense is a different question. But but so they're on this you know trek and. Obviously, Dad does not like Guy right. because he has all these crazy ideas, right? Notions, <laughs> and, yeah, and and they're bad and the whole thing. And eventually, we get to the totally emotional <laughs> moment, <laughs> theoretically, and you get a fair amount of buildup to it, which I kind of liked because yeah. there was a lot of playing back and forth with um, with Guy versus stay in a cave. Right. And and him being able to show that he can think a problem through and find a solution. And so there was a lot of good building up to that kind of thing. And eventually you get to, you know, dad and our big emotional moment, right? Right. But when we're there, you just don't really get it. Yeah. At, at least I didn't think so. Right. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure people will argue about that, but there is this whole emotional thing there, mm-hmm. and you can like see it, but you don't really get it. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a different thing watching a movie when you go, oh, this is where it's supposed to be really emotional, right? Versus it's actually really emotional. <laughs> it's weird too because, like, let me think. I think it's like ten or fifteen minutes right before that big emotional scene that you're talking about. There's yeah. a smaller one, and the smaller one works so much better. Grug, the dad, and Guy are fighting, and they get trapped in tar. Right. And right. Grug, Grug, and and the kid, Grug and Guy and can't, can't talk. That, that is a really good. Thing this is like do. this is yeah. This is a subtle moment that isn't forced. It's just this reveal about Guy's family, and Grug then starts to reconcile, and he realizes like you know you're a lot like my daughter. You guys should do this. And he starts having this moment, and they have a scene together that works, that pays off. That isn't necessarily, like you said, you know the big scene is coming with the father and the daughter, and right. you, you get to it, and you're like, okay, I know what had to come. But I didn't feel like I put down any emotion to get there with them. Right. You know, so it and, and also follow, just it kind of the conversation forced. that they have when they're trapped in it's the tar. It's really When genuine. they're trapped in the tar. Yeah. And you get kind of grug coming to terms sort of with the idea that you know guy is not just this wild and crazy person who's just out to do crazy things right he's trying you know he's coming up with these crazy things to protect himself the best way he can since he doesn't have a big cave to hide right or whatever right and it's all it's it all actually flows together in the trying to be safeness Mm -hmm. it just looks really weird to him right 
But then he eventually now comes to the idea that, you know, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe he's not so crazy yeah. after all. Especially and, when they start stepping on the, the spikes. And, and, and that, whole scene, right, right. that whole scene was a good payoff. Right. That you was, know, because you cool. always wonder why Guy is dressed like that warthog. And then you realize, like, he's thought through this through and he can go where you can't and right. then he has to dress everybody else and them walking with stuff on their feet and falling, that's right. kind of funny. And so. and even when we get to uh you know, the point where they're they're going through those caves. Yeah. And it's like, you know, guyness has rubbed off on them. Right. And right. You, you've got um mom and grandma are you know, everyone gets like separated, which right. is just absolutely not what the crudes are supposed to do according right. to dad right, right. we stick, stick together, together right? right and it just gets forced upon them and, and guys even saying no there's no way we have to split up right and do whatever and then you get this whole we're trying to sell this kind of other finding nemo moment yeah where it's like you have to let them try and do stuff on their own right and believe that they can do it and so we, we're sort of selling that same thing and so then again, it was like there's this weird Finding Nemo mirror to going mm-hmm. on to this movie, which was a little bit throwing me. You know, yeah. I'm like, I like this movie better <laughs> the first time when right. it was Finding Nemo. Right. But so we have that same sort of thing. And then it just gets uh, thrust upon them that they're going to be separated. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is kind of taking to Guy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dad is sticking to his guns and right. everything. But there's this kind of guyness that has rubbed off on them. So mom and grandma are in this one spot where they see the man eating flowers yeah. eat something, and they figure out how to get past them by watching this other animal or something. And right. then and they go, hmm, I right. can I can think <laughs> I about think. things right. and figure stuff out. Yeah. And everybody else has a certain run in, but everybody else gets out. Right, and then Dad is stuck in there because he keeps going in circles because <laughs> he's just not thinking. Right, you know? right. Yeah. And even that part of it, I was as that part was kind of wrapping up, and Mom has to go back in and find Dad or whatever stuff happens there. As we're kind of wrapping up that scene, I'm like going, you know, that was good. I, I, I liked that whole theory we were working on, but when <laughs> when it was over, I was going. That I should have liked that more. That yeah. should have been better. Yeah. There should have been like more just, to that. Yeah, there's a little torque to it, and it would have been better. And, and that's kind of where I got with the whole movie, really. Yeah. I mean, it was. It felt to me like, <clears throat> you know, this is. We say this all the time about all sorts of movies, but I kind of felt like this movie kind of came together backwards from the movies that I like, you know, like How to Train Your Dragon and the Pixar movies, right? right? This movie was like, well, let's make a caveman movie. Right. And then, okay, so we have this kind of general idea of what it's going to be about, right? But what we did was we made scenes first. And it's like, I want to have this scene where this happens. Right. And I want to have this scene where this happens. Yeah. And then, I don't know, work that all into a story. Right. Instead of going, what's the story? Right. And see what happens with it. Right. That's just kind of the feeling, especially when you when you really get to the end. I mean, I'm not going to – I don't know if you can ruin this movie. I mean, who's going to be really surprised <laughs> or anything? But – when we get to the super emotional part where dad is like basically like sacrificing right. himself for the good of everyone else and everything. And then all of a sudden he, he's back in his cave 
and it's this whole like supposedly emotional thing where he's drawing mm-hmm. pictures of everyone that I was like, is the movie over? Like yeah. it, it felt so weird. Yeah. It, it was a really odd transition from what happened. And then all of a sudden it, you know, we, then he hears the horn blow and someone's in trouble. Now he has to figure out a way right to get to the family. But then you're kind of going, well, was the plan just I'm done? And if it's possible that you might think that you need to get over there, why isn't that what – like he's just resigned to his fate in this cave, drawing pictures, until he hears the horn blow and then he has to go. And that whole thing just felt really clunky to me. Like I'm like, how did we get here and why is this? And it felt kind of thrown together at the end. Yeah, I I feel that too. It, I thought it worked a little better than you, but I it did still have that feeling to it. But for me it was interesting cuz all it follows again that forced kind of emotional moment with Eep and he finally gets where or it's, you know, a part of it. And then, you know, he makes the sacrifice for the family and he's left alone. And that's actually like effective. There's a there's a and there were people in the audience, right. like the kids and, and even the parents behind me, you know, and they were talking to their kids anyway. But they were like, oh, no, he's all alone. Like, you feel now this emotion for Grug right. that just a few minutes ago they try to force you to feel. Right. But now it's genuine because now he's away from his family and no one knows if he's going to get back to them. And they and, all know and the then, caveman's fate. And, so. and then he finally comes up with a and plan, then, right. which is, on the one hand, uh, kind of interesting in, in the way that we've kind of built up to story, it with yeah. all the little parts of all it the that clues, we've had. All the clues right? are laid for you, yeah. So it's kind of interesting in that way. In another way, I really kind of didn't like it, though, because right. it's like the first cartoon that was ever made in the universe, this is the story. Right. Like, this happens. Like, right. the whole, you know, getting a bunch of birds to fly something, and then you can fly with that or something. Right. I, I'm like, is that seriously, like, the oldest thing ever? Yeah. I mean, it, so so I didn't love that. But it, it is kind of cool how they give you all these little steps to it and everything like that. And then you go over and then, you know, hooray, they the, missed a, the happy ending or whatever. Right. But, you know, there was a really weird kind of moment where when he gets back and meets up with everyone. Yeah. I was thinking for a second, you know, if he'd have been in the cave and he's drawn those pictures of his family and everything – and he he draws a little picture that hardly looks like anything, and then it superimposes a picture over him so that you know what you know, he's supposed person. to be drawing and yeah. everything. And I was like, you know, if he was doing that, and while that was happening, the credits started rolling. Right. And that really was the end. <laughs> I might have thought this was really the a greatest cool film of all movie. time. Right. You would have been like Wes Anderson just directed I, this amazing I, I, movie. I might have thought. Yeah. You know what? That, that would have taken a lot of guys. actually be pretty cool. And right. then, you know, the everything else that happens, you just kinda you just kinda go right. with it. The rest of it just happens in your head when you leave. Right. Right. The, they go off and humanity survives and sure. what whatever happens wherever they got, I was like, yeah, you know, and if I'm thinking that at the end of your movie, then I don't know, something weird happened there right. for sure. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I thought they missed an eat because I didn't uh, you know that Grug has to get back to his family, and like you, I thought the way they did it, though the clues were sprinkled all over the film, it didn't really wow me. Like right. it was okay, but it didn't really like make it work for me. I thought they missed a really easy opportunity. He's like the super strong guy, and there were a couple times th- 
throughout the film that the three primary characters, Eep, Guy, and Grug, all reach for the sun, literally as the sun is right, setting, right. and they're they're reaching for the light, which is supposed to evoke this evolutionary thing. Like, right. don't live in the caves, don't stay in the darkness. The darkness is the metaphor for ignorance. Go right. out to the light, yada, yada, yada. And every single person, like, climbs and reaches for the sun, and I thought, you know, as I'm watching the film and when he gets into the cave, I'm thinking, okay, what's going to happen here is there's going to be another earthquake and he's going to start throwing all these rocks to build this bridge because it's going to start going lower and lower. Because there's a scene earlier when he's, they all kind of use these stilts to go across this dangerous right. part. And he that, kicks that the was another one. That, I actually that, like that scene. That he, was another one he, where I liked it okay too, but, it, but I'm like, isn't that like, you know, right. woodpecker exactly. like 50 years exactly. ago or something? He kicks this cat with a stick mm. and the cat starts swatting the sticks and he starts shrinking by sticks and he panics right. and he his, runs quicker. His stilts are getting lower so and lower. Yeah. I thought what we were going to see was some semblance of the rock face in the mountain he was in get lower and lower and lower, and he was going to use his strength to his advantage, make this little cross bridge. And then what you were going to see, just like what Eep did in the beginning of the film, was him climb up. And they would stay there, and then you would see his hand, like I'm showing you, like I can show right, you. Right. Right. His <laughs> yeah. hand go over the Everybody rock, and he's reaching for the sun. He's, you know, It's this thing, and they didn't do it. And instead they went for this weird thing that – I guess I understand it, it the was, reasoning it, for it, was but very you know, like Saturday morning cartoons. It was. There it, were like a lot of moments, even like that it, stilt moment. That, that was very that were, Saturday morning. Yeah. But I just thought in a, in a writer's room, somebody should have just said, yeah, but we could do this instead. There had to have been a better idea than what was on the table, but they went with what was on the table. Right. And it doesn't kill the film. It just doesn't push it to the next level. Right. So. And it, it's yeah. very – the the thing – that kind of is weird about that as your final moment is even though what you're going for and what you do get, I mean, to a certain extent is that, you know, he's got to think about something. He's got to, right. you know, if he does the thing where he uses his strength to his advantage, that is somehow like counter to where we're trying to go. Sure, right. right. We what, want to evolve him. So. What, what we're trying to do is he has to think about something. Right. And so he has to put together you know, if he can put together like a complicated wily e. coyote plan, and this right? Is it, yeah. Then, then that's where we want him to go. We want him to come up with this weird plan, right? Yeah. But the plan that he comes up with, if it, it actually seems, you know, I mean, we're probably getting too deep with this stuff, right? Well, there, there's a certain point where you're not supposed to think that far. Everyone past, can be right? like, dude, it's just a kids' film. Exactly. Yes but, and no. But the thing is, is that it feels very like uh you know i, I don't want to i'm trying my best not to just say, say it. i'm trying my best not to say deus ex machina yeah <laughs> because just say it because it it feels like such a like uh i don't know solve the problem really fast at the right. end right instead of what we would rather have is something you know, maybe a little less complicated even. Right. Because at least he's thinking of something. Yeah. But it doesn't just feel like, you know, God came down and solved the problem, right? Right. And that's kind of a little bit how it feels. But like I said, yeah. that's we're, that's just thinking too hard. It, it's kind of one of those things where, like, you know, that scene you love at the beginning where they're chasing the eggs, right? Mm -hmm. There is – there has to be a limit to how much you can think about things because <laughs> yeah. – and. And you have to try to be able to do that, which is hard for me just as a movie critic, right? right. Try, actually trying to think of things all the time, right? And right. then you have to like 
go, where is the allowable point? Because, you know, during that scene, the whole time I'm thinking, why don't they just eat them animals? Right. There's like all these they animals that, that they yet. have yeah. in their hand right. at the time. Right. And, and they're, they're just not. And it's like animal after animal after animal. And they're, and, right. and they've got them. Right. And, and they go, no, I want the egg. I want the egg. And yeah. I'm like, you just get that guy. Well, that, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's a fun scene later, too, when Guy shows them. Like when he eventually gets the bird, the huge bird, and it falls and the feathers explode. And right. it's already cooked. Like right. that was actually kind of, I like that transition. And then they finally realize, like, we could have been eating these right. all along. But you're right. And, and they, they, and they, they have, have this have talk. And that was a scene, actually, since that happened to come up, that was a scene that I felt like kind of got um, its, you know, emotional punch wasted a little. Which one? That scene right there when they're eating the when they're eating the bird. Right. And so then Guy starts talking about leftovers. Right. And she's like, what are leftovers? Yeah. And he's like, well, when you have two more food than you can eat and you have some leftover. And she's right. like... <laughs> No, I, I don't <laughs> right. know what world you're talking. Right. You're saying She's things. Like, We've never had more food than right. we can eat. What would that right. mean to right. have more food? Yeah. And then we kind of look over at at Dad, and you know he kind of like hangs his head, mm-hmm. like he's not taking care of them right as well as they can be taken care of. Here's this guy character talking about what you do when you have more food <laughs> right. than you can than you can eat. And he's sitting there going, we're sitting here in the cave, not even being able to comprehend what he's talking about. Right. So I'm not actually doing that great. Yeah. But you have to bring that to the movie. The movie doesn't right. really give it to you. Right. You know, you see him kind of hang his head and, and look sad. Yeah. And you piece it together with the conversation they're having. Mm-hmm. But the movie doesn't really like go that Next yeah. step and Take kind of kind of one, do right. something with right. it so that you would actually get it, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you, it, there are moments as an adult, there are sprinkled funny moments. There's some moments for everybody to laugh at anyway. And there's a lot of moments that the kids in the theater will laugh at. There were a few moments just that were sprinkled in that just are amusing in their throwaway moments. But one took a fair amount of courage to do. Like there's there's a moment when um, when Guy and Eep are looking to the distance and there's another earthquake and all of a sudden this mammoth just disappears like the ground just opens up beneath it and the mammoth falls and it's done right later they the the kid thunk um eep's brother finds like the first version of a dog and at night when the dog like is rolling around and he rolls off the cliff and you keep waiting for something to bounce him up or him to keep scrambling up right and then dustin is just gone that's it and and that's like terribly mean and funny at the same time. Yeah. Like I was like, that was, that up. was an awesome part. And what's weird is that that's in the trailer or, or one of the trailers. Oh, Cause I was going to say, anyway. I never saw it in the trailer and I was yeah. like, Oh my God, they just let the dog like die. They let that, that thing roll. That right off. part is in the trailer and it's what's well, one of the versions of the trailer or whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um, I mean, I saw it before I saw the movie yeah. and what's funny is that it seems so trailery. Yeah. When you see it in the trailer. Yeah. That what you think is, it, it happens like just just that way. He rolls off the edge, and and the kid just sits there, and you get like a pause. Right. But what you think watching the trailer is, well, clearly in right. the movie, the dog is the, fine. There's a ledge right there, or an egg or something. Right. And and so you right. don't you don't really get it, even though you see it in the trailer. Right. Right. Because, because it's out of context. Because you just go, ah, whatever. That's trailer just gonna, But when it's in the movie, no. Yeah. It, no. In the movie, it's, it's like the dog's gone. 
and you don't see the dog again right. until the like the very the end. end right. All of a sudden, there's the I dog. Just, I thought that was kind of funny. I did too. I thought that was great. And there are a lot of these little weird, really fast, like yeah. throwaway moments. Several of them actually were in trailers at some point. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was hilarious, and it sometimes, you know, like comedy is like too fast to yeah. be that funny, right? It, except that then you like think about it, and it's it, really funny, right? Yeah. But in the moment, like that one where he he's making the shoes for everyone, mm-hmm. Eep, of course, gets like real shoes, right? Like I don't know where those right. came from, yeah. but they were like, you know, they're they're like Uggs or whatever. Right. They're yeah. like they're like real Uggs. shoes, right? It's <laughs> awesome. And so he, so he's like, hold on, hold on, okay, now you can look or whatever. Right. And and she's like, oh my god, where are my feet? Yeah. (laughs) And and he's like, they're still there. Right. And she's just, but she has this whole caveman, right? You know, thing that runs through the movie. Like he has the fire, and and they try, she tries to squeeze it out of it. Make more, make again. Right. Squeezes them. (laughs) So and she's like, you know, when she first sees the fire, she's like touching it she thinks it's alive she has no idea so she has a pretty decent like this caveman mentality that mm-hmm. runs through things and then when she does that it's hilarious right she's like they're right. great where are my feet <laughs> right and and, it, and even like you know the whole leftover thing and yeah when they actually get that bird that they're eating there's a lot of you know stuff like that so yeah. all of that part's really great and there are a lot of great little moments like that and I almost think that eventually it's like to the detriment of the movie because I feel like that's how we made the movie. Right. You know, that we made it first by going, here's a joke. Let's have here's some shoe thing. joke, right? right. About, right. and so we've got to fit that in. And we build these funny moments that we think are going to play really well. Yeah. And then, you know, even like the piranha birds. Yeah. And we see them several times and there's this big weird walking whale right yeah creature or whatever right. it is. And you know, it's like the very classic like piranha thing where it's like zoom and then bounce yeah, like instantly, yeah. right? And you know, we just have all these little moments that you know, we threw around and see what sticks on the wall and see what people what little moments throughout people think are funny mm-hmm. or people think will work really well. And then it's like, okay, we have a bunch of these things, and now we have to fit them all into the right. story. That's really just how it felt as opposed to, you know, being a story and then see if you can do something funny right. with it. Find the humor I mean, in the story, not right. find a story around all the humor. Because like, that's trickier. That's like hard. that part with the uh, the whole general part with the shoes. Mm-hmm. And we have these weird, whatever they are, sharp things that – you know, you right. can't walk on, right? What, like whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and there's some really funny stuff in there, mm-hmm. especially like uh, Thunk, the brother. Right. Jumping doesn't help. <laughs> Only for a second, it's then like, it hurts again. It's yeah. like they can't figure out right. how to not get hurt by this. Right. Or they just keep walking on or whatever. That was one of the only scenes in the movie to me that felt like we wanted to do something something else and we built this after the fact into it like we had the story going in this place right and then we threw in this whole we have to get him established in a different role yeah 
and we know that part of the story happens, he has to if, he has to get to a point where he's not just getting carried around in the log. And now let's come up with a way that that happens. And and that happened and that after. Right. It felt like that's how it was written yeah. anyway. Instead of feeling like we just had like a laugh. Yeah. And, and we wanted to throw it in. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe no, that, we that, were going yeah. to have shoes one way or right, another. Right. And I don't know. It came together. But any, anyway, it just there's so much about the movie. And like we were talking about certain points where, you know, there should be this emotion here, and I see the emotion right. is supposed to be there, but I don't really get it. Well, there I was feel so it, much of the movie that Yeah, you feel the emotion because like you know it's time for that emotion right. versus feeling the emotion because it's there. Like right. it's delivered and you have no choice. Like, right. You know. and, and especially that whole, you know, the end thing, like like we were talking about the scene in the tar, which was really good. And, yeah. and you know, plus obviously did double duty because we needed tar. Right. Um. But that scene felt more, you know, I guess almost kind of like spontaneously happened. Like, like you know, they so we're sticking them in here. We know they're going to have this discussion right. or some sort of discussion, and it just felt more genuine. Genuine, absolutely it. authentic. Yeah. And when it's the end, the closer to the end part when we're really supposed to get it. I yeah. mean, that part is supposed to really be heavy. Right. It's just forced. And you can see you know. how heavy it's supposed to be. Right. And it just doesn't yeah. actually deliver that. Yeah. So, you know, all the fun stuff is really there, though. But so, like I said at the beginning, we, it sounds like we're totally bagging on this movie yeah. and we hate it. Yeah. And I definitely did not hate it. And I would, I, I would definitely recommend seeing it right it's just that it does not get to like that next level right it, it's a lot of fun and the kids will love it my son saw it with us yeah and and he was laughing hysterically at parts and right. he thought it was really good and it really is there's a lot of fun going on yeah but it just and, and what bugged me about it is i'm like you're right there Right, you know, you're, you're like you're right so close, on the edge. and yeah. I'm I'm gonna help you. Just do it, you know. Right, but have no. you got you got some sound stuff you want to do? Oh, we do have, have uh, we we have a couple of clips of um, one is Emma Stone and one's Ryan Reynolds, and then we're gonna wrap up and probably be done in like the next five minutes yeah. or so. They're actually not very interesting, so I'm gonna throw that All right out. But they are actually inter interview clips. We might as well do them. Let's do the uh, Emma Stone one first, and I don't even know if we can make sure that we can hear this, but uh, this is Emma Stone, and it's it, it's very generic. Yeah, kind right. of. Uh, is she talking about this movie or Spider-Man? No, it, um, I think just like what she did this weekend. <laughs> Eep just refuses to believe that her her dad's what her dad says has to go, which is similar to many teenage girls. I think you know, you, you don't really learn until you make your own mistakes. So she doesn't understand why these rules are in place, and then um, sometimes gets to know the the crazy animal life outside of the cave and. You know he's he's right in a sense, but it doesn't need to be quite so protected. And then I think the other one coming right up is even more general about the film. Guy is a human being outside of her family, so I think that's the initial attraction. Is that there's another person um, that she meets, and uh, and she really likes his 
obviously she likes that he's a free spirit because she has that within her as well. So um, that isn't all that well reacted to by her family at first. But, you know, she slings him over her shoulder. She literally picks up the guy. I accidentally tried to start that again. Yeah. Actually, I think I think we won't do the other one, and uh, we'll just try and wrap up. Um, the other one is Ryan Reynolds, and one of the interesting things about what he was going to say is that he talks about the emotion, and then oh, yeah. that would just send us on a another tangent, <laughs> going over stuff we've already done, right? So. About how it didn't really do that. Yeah, this is weird. We do this sometimes. You know, sometimes you'll be real negative, or I'll be negative, and the other's more positive. But we pretty much have like the same review of it, right? You know, and if we sound like we've bashed on this, I don't know. I actually think we probably complimented more of it, saying things worked. Maybe, than that. Yeah. but. Again, not not a bad movie. You know, something I, that I think, I think you should I, I go. Think it's I, a really fun time to take the kids out and go see this. So. Yeah, it, it's definitely a, a great family movie, and it, it certainly will like be appreciated. And it's right. it's not horrible. I think probably if I sounded like I've been bashing it, yeah, it's more like from a positive place. Well, actually, also, like but, if it was really bad, right, I, I, then I wouldn't bother saying say, right? that much. Stuff. And it's also like what you just said before the clip, which is it's a little frustrating because it was really close to being better than what it was. Right. And it just needed a little push. A little and forward, you could so. see all the things happening right there. Yeah. And there were so many times during the movie that I just went, oh, you know, just right. do just, it. Just that, you can't see it? Do it. It's right yeah. there. Yeah. And there so. was, I think, you know, quite honestly, I mean, and like I said, it's weird because it's from the How to Train Your Dragon people. Yeah. I feel like there was, there were some spots where I was like, it could be great or we could sell more Happy Meal right. toys. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> and which way are we leaning? I just saw the first Happy Meal toy and it's not that great. Yeah, whatever. All right, um, let's wrap up because we uh, have to kind of get out of here. So, All right. what'd you do? Um, you know, I really think like two and a half. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think it's like it's average. Yeah, it, it, it's just at average, and I really wish that this could be like four stars uh-huh. or or somewhere around there, and, and it's very close. But I think like you know, two and a half. Two and three quarters, yeah. or you know whatever, but it's it's like right it's in, in that, that realm. realm. I'm not too far above you. I, I just thought it was three stars. Yeah, you know, I thought it was really fun, and and in some ways, I don't like saying things like this because by the time it gets on video, you know, when you see it at home, it's different. Part of what was really really entertaining for me was the 3D of it. You know, right. part of really exactly. part of really what pushed it was the 3D. That's going to that's going to be hard big. when it comes out. Eventually, you know, films yeah. we are going to have 3D screens, and it's going to be you know the new flat screen, and everyone everything. will and have everyone it. will have it. So at that point, you'll see it. But really, go go see this in 3D. It, it, right. It's a three star film. Yeah. So. All right, we are going to uh, get out of here, and I actually don't even know what we're doing next week. But it looks like uh, maybe even GI Joe. It could it could be that could unless be the, we could see that could be thirty seven that would be interesting. We haven't done a documentary yet, right? Anyway, um, right, thanks thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, we will be back next week, and we'll see you here then. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. 
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. <laughs> 